to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, I'm very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight UK Series 7, Episodes 27 and 28. Now, Chris, this is all the final commitment ceremonies. Uh, not the commitment ceremonies, the final vows, even. And where would you like to start? Well, I do want to say, Dave, that we give Love Island a hard time about the lovey-dovey. You know, and this series of Love Island was just ridiculous. So it pretty much went towards the end and we had drama, you know, up to within the last week and then it did sort of tail off. These last two episodes, which, you know, we've got a reunion episodes, which will go into next week. And this this is basically the end of the experiment now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan but they don't half drag it out. Everything can be boxed off in one episode. We're getting all this conjecture and all these little stories going. And, and the way it plays out, we've got five couples left and there was nothing that shocked me. We had them predictions in episode 26, didn't we, where we said like, um, you know, I, we, I asked you, who do you think is mm. going to together? And everything I said was absolutely correct, Dave. Obviously, reality well, radar on point. Um, it wasn't, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> <laughs> the reality radar, but it was just, I don't know. It just felt like a bit of a damp squib over these last two episodes, but we do start with Jenna and Zoe and their commitment stuff. And what gets me is Dave, the music. It's like watching some Hollywood blockbuster, don't they? But they've obviously been coached. Every couple has been coached into how to tell their story and write it down. Yeah. And it's the same thing. They start off with, how they're together, how they like that person, what they wanted. Then we get the fucking sad violin music, like they're going to go, <gasps> but actually, they all say, but, and then they go into sort of slating their partner stroke, you know, like the, the, <laughs> the experiment, and then we get the, but I want to do it with you. And it was the same formula for every couple, but I thought maybe Zoe would mess her up. And you were absolutely on the money, by the way. I'll give you full credit in episode 27, what you said about they should meet in Manchester because Stafford Blackpool yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you straight away, Dave. You know, so absolutely on the money there, mate. I'll give you that one. The Casamorians get a victory there. This series, <laughs> the first one. And I didn't know I did. <laughs> well, everyone has a good day once a year, Dave. You know what I mean? See, so you did shine a bit of light on your broken prediction. watch or a bro broken clock is right. Twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> As you keep telling me, yeah. But but no, I did think, I thought, yeah, Dave's absolutely correct there. So fair play to them, Dave. I thought it looks like it'll work. I think it, it does look like they've got over everything. I was sort of expected in the speeches for them both to do, and it's more Zoe than anything, just to sort of start slating Jenna and everything like she's done when she's been on the table. But yeah, that went how I thought it would, to be honest. Mm. I th yeah, I think that's the problem, isn't it? And I don't know, the, the Aussies... I, I've thought all the way through this, because of the casting, they, they've done it well. They've done well with the casting this year. You know, very few people I actually like. But, you know, that's what you want. You want characters that are going to create all this drama. And I thought all the way through this series, it has been on par with the Aussie series. But even the Aussies sort of managed to ring out these last couple of episodes to to give you something entertaining, but it wasn't really there. 
saying that, coming into episode 28, I, I was chomping at the bit. I wanted to know which way Jonathan was going to go because we had the cliffhanger. But, yeah, it was just, it was really quite predictable. And even though Zoe and Jenna committed themselves to each other, I, I'm on the fence whether that's actually going to work. Because, like I say, if they were going to meet in the middle, it would be Manchester. That's what they said. But, like, Jenna's got her own business there. It's not it's not impossible, but it's harder to move a business than to just up sticks and, you know, get a job. So she seems to work in construction or something, doesn't she, uh, Zoe? So it seems to be harder for Jenna to move out of Blackpool than it is for Zoe to move out of Stafford. But then you could see when they were there that Zoe's kind of surrounded by her own friends and stuff, and it, it's going to be a real wrench for her to to move away. You know, I know, I know myself. You know, you know, I, I've obviously moved to a different part of the country, um, away from all my family and friends and stuff. Doesn't always work out, sir. <laughs> 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 but you know, so um, I, I just don't know. I think these two might. There's no doubt they have feelings for each other, and I would love them to work out. I just think the kids thing, I, I don't think that's something you just suddenly change your mind on. And they don't really, they've shown throughout this process, they don't really discuss things until they're on the couch. You know, yeah. and that's when you have these little standoffs and, you know, people getting grumpy about, you know, well, why didn't we discuss this before? So I don't think they communicate that well. And I just think the the kids thing is just, that's going to be too big for them to get over. So I wouldn't be surprised even if at the reunion they're still together. But, you know, beyond that, I, I just don't see a future for them. Unless, you know, either Zoe decides, you know what, I don't really want to have kids or Jenna decides oh actually yeah I do I just think that's one of those non-negotiables you have to agree on fairly early on yeah I think so I think you're right Dave and obviously we know that the reunion's been in in the can for a couple of weeks hasn't mm. it so so I think you're correct even there and I saw stuff oh, in fact I won't say too much about some of the other couples but yeah I've said I've, I've not seen anything about couples splitting up but I've just seen like some of the reaction and, and I've seen a lot of behind the scenes stuff with the couples. They did this, whatever we think of most of the couples, funny enough, Matt's not on a lot of the videos and that, but Whitney's and, and there seems to be a massive team bonding, whether in flats together and enjoying themselves. I saw Zoe released a video of them all singing away, but that's when mm. Kwame and Keisha were still in the, in the experiment. And then there's another one where Whitney's on her own. Duke is there and that, but I don't think she's with Duke and then all the other couples, but there's no Matt and, and stuff like that. So, Let's see how that plays out. But I think you're right. I think it, it, it's a strange relationship the way that went because there seemed to be so many problems. But ultimately, every week they were like, yeah, we're staying together. You know, not, yeah. not, not, not like massive problems like some of the other couples where they were at each other's throats. It just seemed to be a, a complete contrast. And like you said, when you've got a business, how are you going to do that? I would If you're living five minutes from your house and then next minute to your business or whatever you're doing. Maybe she runs it from home. I don't know. It might not be an issue then, but if you're... She had a shop, didn't she? Oh, did she? Right. Sorry. So it's been that long. It's been that four or five weeks. Probably forgot. But, <laughs> but but even then, why would you want to commute to Blackpool? From Manchester on a good day, it can be 45, 50 minutes. You know what I mean? So that's still 
I don't know. You, you think logically, don't you? When they're doing these shows, they want the fairy tale, and mm. we got we got our first fairy tale, I suppose. Yeah, and look, I I, I hope they do work out. I I, I didn't realise. I I thought it was a bit longer. I I thought Preston was about forty five, fifty minutes, and then Blackpool's you know further again. I I'd have said you know you're looking at an hour and a quarter or something. Bearing in mind, you you're going to need to commute. Roughly in rush hour, aren't you? Yeah. So you're probably right at that in rush hour, 100%, even longer. Yeah. No way can be a, a bar not, steward. Not all of us drive around at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to Blackpool in 35 minutes. That was my record yeah. at once upon a time when it was a rather <laughs> stupid boy racer. But there you go, Dave. I yeah, timed it as well. miles an hour and no more, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, Dave. Of course. <laughs> But no, I am glad for the show at least. They, they've decided to stay together. But they need to watch this back and I, I think come to the conclusion that, that they do actually need to communicate a bit more because, like I say, it wasn't, the whole veganism thing, you know, I, I think that, that was probably blown up because there wasn't much other drama. But it was it was the stuff after that, you know. It was the stuff that like Joey, uh, Joey. I keep saying bloody, keep mixing the names up. Zoe would say to the experts, and Jenna feels like completely blindsided by it because she's not said anything before. Yeah. So it, it's things like that that they're just going to have to figure out. But glad they stayed together. Fair enough, Dave. And one of the other couples, the next couple on the agenda is George and April. Uh, you know. <sighs> Both said they loved each other. I was a bit shocked. Um, but before that, it was funny. We'd given George's mum a bit of aggro because it looked like they were completely enabling his behaviour. And I'm sure mm. that he did. And and, and his, his dad was there, didn't really say much. But his mum, absolutely on the money there, she'd give it him. And she said, he was trying to sort of blame it on the children, wasn't he? And she just went, oh, no, no, George you're the problem in these relationships, basically, paraphrasing. But but you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, that's what a mum should do. And George just sat there like, oh, uh, right. He didn't know you what know? to say, did he? He didn't know what to say. And, 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 and like, we, you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to enable me. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I've seen, you know, we, we know these outside stuff, but in the context of the show, I was like, yeah, fair play. He has done that. And he's been really on April from the, from the get-go about trust and everything. And yeah. his mum's like, you want this to fucking work? I want to believe that you're going to change. So fair play to her, Dave. Now, initially after she'd done that, I was really happy that she did it. You know, well done, Mother George. You know, you, you finally fucking stepped up. But when you stand back from it, you think, well, it's only because you said it there. He started to blame the kids. So there's only one thing that will make Mother George spring into action, you know, and, and uh, uh, trumps, you know, anything negative to go against Golden Balls George himself. And that's the grandkids. Don't fuck with the grandkids. Yeah. And so by starting to shine the light of blame onto them, that's when she fucking sprung into action. And she's like, no, this is all about you. But then if it wasn't the grandkids, then I suspect very strongly she'd go back into that enablement mode. So I don't yeah. think, you know, well done for dousing him with some truth there. Don't know how much it'll have sunk in. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was a decent moment. But I'm not giving her all the credit. As I did after I, I watched it immediately, I was like, yes, 
get in. But then, yeah, I, I think logically you can see why she did that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. And I think there's when how we thought he was. I was, I was a bit, I was getting like narky at first because April said she loved him. Really nice speech from April, and and then George does a good speech, but he didn't say he loved her. It was only at the VT bit he said and he might have been nerves. It could have been anything, but I was sort of like. He was sort of like one of them where, you know, Han Solo, and I love you. I know. I was like, yeah. wow, you fucking egomaniac. And I'm saying to Sam, I'm making notes. And I'm like, right, that's it. I'm fucking having that, George. You know, April's laid it on the line. And then about two minutes later, he went, oh, I do love you, and kissed her on the VT. So I was like, all right, fair enough. And so I think the, the problem I have with all of these final vows is there are certain couples – I'll put it out there, Chris. I just don't like because yeah. of everything we've seen leading up to this. And I struggle. I, I want to watch this, these vows with George and April. And I want to believe it. I want to believe the fairy tale. But I just don't. Like, there's no way. Once the show's finished, April will be wondering what her next one is. <laughs> Yeah. What's the next reality TV thing? Is celebrity, uh, I'm a celebrity on this year. You know, maybe she could get on that or something else. It just seems like, you know, she knows what she has to do to finish this series. And then we've spoken enough about George and his gaslighting, uh, Olympic gaslighting techniques that he was using. And so I don't really believe him. So I, I just feel like it's an act. And it, Look, I don't think he's – I don't even think he's aware of how much he's gaslighting. He's just really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. He pulls on the heartstrings, doesn't he? It makes makes – he very clever, very he, clever. He manipulates. And yeah. again, you know, he's got April sort of thinking, oh, I've got to work harder for him to trust me more, and I've got to keep trying and keep trying to keep this bloke – you know, satisfied with me. No, have some fucking respect for yourself. <laughs> he needs to sort himself out and stop putting it all onto you. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, it went the way we thought it'd go. Um, yeah. Let's see. I can't <laughs> wait for the reunion, to be honest. I can't. With these two. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. We've got to go through the shit to get to the reunion because that is going to be <laughs> fucking deadly. I mean, we, the last couple of this episode, because we've only got five couples left, because obviously uh, Thomas and Adrian left, and A Sophie and Jonathan. Now, obviously, I'm not a fan of Jonathan. I think he's a bellend. Uh, I, I really think Sophie's making a mistake. However, he does look like she's completely fallen for him. I thought her speech mm. was lovely. I thought, like, you know, you've got that both of them talking to the cameras. and you, it, Every couple gets that little bit of, like, Head, uh, headshot, head, uh, what's it, what do you call it? They're talking heads moment where mm. they're basically they're doubting the relationship and they're using that as the build up because you're going into the intrepidation of, is one of them going to say no? Are they going to fuck off? Yeah. And, and Sophie lays it on the line and then Jonathan just right at the end of the episode just says something. She went, Oh my God, what have you written? You know, and it's like, and then I'm like, oh, you bastards, I need to watch this now, you know, because it's, yeah. it, it's, it's there. But I thought what she said was lovely. I think it's unwarranted from what we've seen, if I'm being honest, but we don't see him 24-7, and she does seem to be ride or die with him for some reason. Yeah, she seems utterly besotted with him, and he's yeah. just sort of not asked. 
she's there. So, you know, anything for an easy life. But I, I must admit, like I say, I was chomping at the bit to get into episode 28. So I was like, is the editing just going to, you know, they've tricked us again, you know, as, as they like to do. Uh, it looks like he's going to go the other way and leave her at the altar. But no, that's that's not the way it went. But he got in plenty of digs, didn't he? And I, I don't know, when, when she gets out, and I think all of the couples now are seeing this for the first time, even for the reunion. It's not like they've watched the show and then are coming back. They, they'll have just spent a bit of time away from it. I think, didn't they say finished shooting in June or something? So it it would be better, for to be honest, for me if... The reunion was right after they'd shown everything. Um, the, so everything was raw. Because I don't yeah. think she'd be that impressed. Not only were there some shitty things that he was saying in his speech there, you know, about not feeling these things that he's felt before with her, you know, that he's felt with other people. You know, it just, again, making her feel a little bit shit, I imagine. But she's only getting a, a few words to that effect. But when he's chatting to his brother and stuff, you know, he's properly saying he's he's not really asked about her and i do i think i said on the last episode i think he'll stay together with her just because it's kind of an easy thing to do yeah you know it's more it's more energy it's more drama to actually break up and he's just so laid back he's horizontal isn't he so i don't know i just i i wasn't sure which way this one would go but I, I thought it would. I thought they would stay together, and then right up, right before the episode twenty-eight, I was like, "No, he's going to leave her, isn't he? No, I'm pretty sure he's going to leave her." So I changed my mind like right at the last minute. But no, it was, it was with my original prediction there. But again, I, I can't see that there's a future with these. No, I, I can't, and I, I don't like what he keeps saying about like there's just not any passion there. It may come in time. Yeah. If it's oh, no, not there shag, now, he'll shagger. He'll shagger, yeah. but there's no passion there. And he said, "Yeah." <laughs> and he said, "They slept. You're right. They slept together. You're right." But it's like, what the fuck do you want? Do you want to just lay on a bed and and let her do all the work? Or is that your idea of passion? Are you do you critique her when she's doing stuff in the bedroom? Is he saying, oh, "I'm sorry about. I don't like that." Oh no, no, no. <laughs> he, I, I could just imagine him. He seems such a fucking egomaniac that he, he probably gives a running commentary like fucking Alan Partridge of what you know, like. Uh, <laughs> Would you like to make maintain the? Would you like to maintain the same speed or go a bit faster? When heaven forbid she gets a Nutella out, Dave, like a fucking partridge. You know what I mean? But, but he's just ridiculous. He's such a fucking narcissist for me. I think. I think in some respects, the way this has gone, and the longer it's gone on, I think he's just as bad as Matt. Me, I, honestly, I think Jonathan, Matt, and George are all just tools in their own special way. They're all different personalities, but all a bunch of tools. And obviously yeah. there's that that whole TikTok thing with Jonathan as well, isn't there? So, you know, when the cameras are, are not there, he's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, honestly, I, it comes across to me that Sophie is, yes, she's sm smart, but not with this. She's just a bit naive, I think. She can't actually just see, you know, saying a lot of these shitty things. It's not good. And being in a position where you're always having to defend him for saying shitty things, that's also not good. No, no. 
It's not. It's not, Dave. And, and then, then we go into episode 28. He's, the cliffhanger, obviously, said, was him about to attempt his speech. He does his speech. And again, it's the same roller coaster of emotion. Good. What's great about the relationship? Then the doubt sets in. And I was thinking, you know what? He might even, he may do it, but he didn't. He decided that he's going to try and, and get that passion that's not already there after six, seven weeks of being together. I, I don't fucking believe it. I mean, she was happy, fair enough for Sophie, but ultimately, from what we've seen on the show, and if he's even worse off camera, what the fuck? You know, it's like yeah. the old adage, treating me and keeping keen thing. She seems to be more, she seems to be more attracted to him, the more stupid he is and obnoxious to people. I don't, I don't get it at all. I mean, I must admit, the fucking editing on maths, how many times do we have to see the fucking legs like a horse thing? They must have showed it us about 20 times over these episodes. To be fair, I mean, he did say it lots of different times to different people. <laughs> I mean, we kept seeing a lot of reshoots, you know, a lot of the, the same footage. But, you know, he, he just kept saying it. You know, there was the initial conversation. There was the conversation with uh, Thomas and Adrian. There was the, he fucking said it to the parents. <laughs> All I was saying was I didn't like women with horse legs. And, you know, I was just telling her for her own good. <laughs> <laughs> what planet are you on? I, I just don't know. I mean, I still, he's come from a time machine or something. I, I just absolutely bonkers. Like I say, it, it was kind of nice, you know, because when he was saying all those shitty things, you could see it in Sophie's face. She was not happy at all. But then at the end of it, she's all happy. So, you know, you can't help but feel good for her. But then, you know, should you feel good, you know, that she's got to stay with this douchebag? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. No. It's true. It's true that day. So again, and you know what? I've got I've got a big issue with this epi- with the way they've done this. I'll be honest with you, because I honestly think knowing obviously this is edited before we see it. I'm pretty certain of that. Unless something drastic well, happens, so wouldn't you? I'd hope so. <laughs> what the fuck are those editors doing? Exactly. But to, <laughs> to fin- <laughs> keeping us in, entrenched, I suppose. But 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 but. If it was me to give it that sort of fairy tale ending and balance out the shit and everything, you end with Zoe and Jenna and Jordan and Shanita. But no, we get Jonathan opening the episode and then we go full on. It's a mix between Jordan, Shanita, Matt and Whitney. And I'm like, Matt and Whitney do not deserve to have so much time spent on him. And it's like they're doing a sales pitch on the audience to try and Mm. justify Like we're going to go. Oh, well, I tell you what, amazing. Oh, I, but you know what? I have changed my mind on this couple that I can see why they did it. No one liked Daniel and Carolina on, on mm. Australia when they did it. And the, the way Matt has gone about things, I mean, he, I've seen a TikTok today and he's saying, uh, 85% of my friends are women. I'm not a thing. I'm a protector of women. And so and I'm like, oh, mate, oh, if God. you've got a fucking new <laughs> shit like that, what are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> no, just it's not just your like, not your uh, impression. Just I can imagine impression. him saying it. You know, it's just like it's just, oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, of course, mate. You know, it's like the fucking yeah. I've got black friends, kind of thing, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. loads of my 
friends are female. Fuck off. Honestly, because he's saying about the edit, I've got no problem being the bad guy. And, because you know, I get that. That's fine. But what I don't have, and I'm like, mate, and Dave, I swear to God, there must be, for every 20 replies, there'll be one person who'll stick up for you and go, no, Matt, we thought you were great. Everyone else is like, no part of editing can stop that. And going into the fucking reunion, it looks like everyone's turning on him. So he's a fucking bellend, Dave, an absolute bellend. I've tried. In the last episode, I've tried my hardest not to go all in on him, but he's just a fucking cock. He's so aggressive. He, he, he absolutely would. If he was a lollipop, he'd fucking lick himself. I've said that loads of yeah. times on this show. He would. He fucking loves himself. And he thinks that he's God's gift. And look, if him and Whitney love each other, they're going to stay together. Fantastic. But she and him live miles away. And it doesn't look like either of them are going to compromise on where they, where they, they live. That is, for, for that passion and that lust, exactly what you said, it's just purely lust this and get beat them both getting a leg over. But if that has to stay up, they've got to be together all the time for that to keep going. Because that... Absence is not going to make the heart fonder with them two. I really don't believe it. And I was so annoyed seeing so much footage of their shit mm. fucking relationship. Yeah. I think the producers have, have just maybe underestimated how people would feel about this relationship and maybe think that, oh, well, because they're in love. You know, it's a good success story for the for the process, Chris, for the science. <laughs> Whereas I, I still think, surely the, this makes a mockery of it. And Matt openly makes a mockery of your uh, process. You know, he said about um, Adrian and Thomas's uh, uh, relationship. He said it was a complete fabrication. So surely he's having a go at the process there. Yeah, but but it's convenient, you know, for more screen time. So yeah, yeah, we'll give the science a go. We will. <laughs> Fuck, off. Fuck off! They yeah. do not give a toss about anyone. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. They both get off on pissing other people off. You know, it, it just when Adrian was saying about, you know, he, he was saying to Matt, wasn't he? He said, "I'm not going to take it from someone who didn't give their marriage a go." for one day i think he was talking to matt but he could have been talking to whitney as well yeah because whitney decided as soon as she saw duca that she wasn't into him at all but she was gaslighting him she was moaning about him making him feel shitty about himself you know gaslighting us as the audience were thinking well what is going off camera is duke of this fake guy you know is he because he's all chirpy and everything it, honestly looking at his instagrams and stuff he does just seem like a nice guy and she was just utterly horrid to him so again i, I don't understand why they had to have so much time spent on them when they haven't followed the process if they want to get together fuck each other's brains out fine Fuck off and do it off camera. You don't need to be on this show where, you know, the whole point is you're throwing these people together, so-called based on science, and we love the drama as well, of course, but you've just bypassed all of that. So the Aussies had it the right way. Daniel and Carolina were booted off the show. That's what they should have done here. But no, they've decided to give them loads and loads of screen time and, and pretend... Like, you know, they, they've followed the whole process. 
And Paul's there, you know, waxing lyrical about how great they are together. It's like, oh, come on, Paul, give it a fucking rest. <laughs> Just completely ignored everything. They, you know, they didn't get together with the partners that you uh, set out for them. And they've just decided to get together. Again, fine, but fuck off and don't do it on the show. <laughs> and you know what, though, Dave? And I think you're touching about like, their story arc. If you, if you remember back, you know, Daniel and Carolina, and also we've just mm. seen that Brent and Daniel are going to have a fight, a boxing can't match. Wait. Can't I can't wait. wait. I am chomping at the bit. Oh, where, Dave. Where, I, where can I see this? We want to see. <laughs> we want to see Brent. Let's be honest, Dave. We want to see Brent, Brent do the business. But like, for me personally, I'm sure you're the same, Dave. But... What what if you remember back to Daniel? Daniel's partner was really bad with him and really aggressive. His proper original wife. Oh yeah, and yeah. she was really off with him. And we all felt sorry for Daniel. We were like, oh fucking, get away from him, mate. And you know, and I remember mm. sticking up for him. But then, as soon as we got that little bit of a flash between him and Carolina, the little bit of conversation at the table, and Dion was at the other end. You were like. Oh, hang on a minute. And then we got that. Obviously, we talked about the other episode, the shit fake gym session and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I had the gym out. And then it was like, oh, actually, he's as fucking bad as his wife, but he's, he was playing the victim earlier. Now he is mm. the fucking baddie. And I think for Matt and Whitney, is that why Whitney was so off with Duca? Are they trying to tell this story and make their partner? So they were trying to make, you know, if, they, if they'd made Gemma, and Duker out to be like the lowest of the low, just horrendous, blah, blah, blah. You could sort of buy into a reconciliation, a reconcil- them getting together as a couple because it's off the back of being with two absolutely ridiculous people. But the actual, they're in a couple, they're the two ridiculous people in their original couples. Matt was terrible to Gemma. Whitney, mm. as far as I could see, was bad. But yeah, Duker was there for fucking, you know, he said to her, well, I even doubted him on the episodes when he said, he said he's here to you know, shag loads of women. His DMs will be open and all this shit. And I was like, hang on a minute. Is, is that why she's so off? But obviously wasn't. These two are already together. If that arc of their partners being bastards got them together, we would all be unforgiving because we would know that it's down to the experts. It's down to the process. They picked the wrong people with them, but they didn't. These two people were horrid throughout the whole uh, 28 episodes, as far as I'm concerned. Well, he was, he came in later than that, but Whitney from get go was just horrid. She was always on the back foot. She was, you know, the way she spoke, so horrible what's happened in, in a personal life and that, but that does not give you the right to act like an absolute twat with people. And she was, and she's been horrid yeah. when she got criticism as Matt has. And as far as I was concerned, this last episode for me was completely wrong. And, and like you said, they haven't read the room. They didn't take in, they probably didn't realize it was going to be such a backlash. But again, I'm still fucking chomping and talking about it on a podcast, Dave. So they've done something right for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> but it's how much we disliked this section because, again, you, you say about you know them two being the shittiest people in the partnership, you know, in the, in the couples that they were in. I think even if they came out of that, and when Kwame did his fucking laying back and and dropped that bomb there, if from that point either of them had shown any sort of remorse or any sign that they both just weren't fucking dicks, I think we'd be behind that couple. Despite how they, you know, they were supposed to be in these marriages, but, like, it's just this fake marriage for TV, but, you know, they're supposed to give it a go for our entertainment at 9 o'clock on a weekday. 
I think it's that they've got such little empathy for anyone else and just utterly do not give a fuck about who they've hurt, uh, how they've got to where they are. Do not give a fuck about anyone else. And I, I can't remember who asked. It was on the dinner party, wasn't it? Someone asked Matt about, do you have any regrets? Shanita. And, and, and he did. Yeah, that's right. And he did everything to wriggle out of saying he actually regretted how it went down. You know, he could have just said, look, I wish it had gone a different way. Um, but, you know, it is what it is now. I can't change that. I'm just happy that, that we're here. But no, he, he couldn't even bring himself to say that. So I'm yeah. just like, right, fuck the pair of you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no chance it will work. I mean, no. it, it just it's a fucking holiday romance, Chris. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. And then the last couple, Dave, I mean, I said it about the fairy tale ending. Why don't we have Zoe and Jenna and, and Shanita and Jordan? None of the none of the predictions work this time, Dave. The reality radar, obviously, <laughs> the battery's changing because ultimately they stay together. And I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't. They seem to be genuine love. She was very upset that he was leaving it, and that's that's lovely to see. Shows that the experiment does have a few diamonds in the rough. But I, I mean, there was nothing on these two episodes, was there? Everything went down the line. It was just a real anti-climax, I think. I will say just about Jordan. Now, you're saying about the, the radar being off. I'm sure you said uh, two or three weeks ago about Jordan and maybe he's just got this, maybe he's just playing us and he's got his eye on Geordie Shore or something. I don't know about that, but there's just something off about Jordan for me. Mm. I, I think, you know, Shanita was all in and, you know, clearly very happy to see him again and stuff and... I don't know, some of the, like, the discussion he was having with his mum about all his concerns and whatever and just not not really being there. And again, when when you put it up in a, you know, look in the mirror kind of thing or you look across at Matt and, and Whitney and they're like all over each other and madly in love, apparently. And I think Shanita can realistically ask the question, well, if you're not now, mate, when are you going to be, you know, when it, when are you going to have the opportunity to basically be locked up, you know, 24 seven separated from your job, you know, not having to leave at fucking early hours in the morning and come back late at night and snatch a few hours in the evening together by the time you cook tea and everything. And you're both knackered from work. No, you've had all of this condensed time together if you're not in love now, I, I don't know what it would take. And so I think some of the things Jordan was saying just came across really, really immature to me. And it just felt like, oh, mate, you probably, this relationship probably isn't for you, which, which galls me because it seems like all the douchebags stayed together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all the couples that want to stay together, you know, are, are kind of looking a bit rocky. Yeah, it's true yeah. that. If you just compare, like, his reaction and Shanita's reaction, she she didn't have these doubts. She was kind of all in with it. Whereas, mm. you know, he's having those conversations with his mom, and I thought his speech was a little bit shitty as well. So I, I thought 
I thought that Shinita maybe overreacted a bit with his whole conversation around, you know, when I move in with someone, I need to be in love with someone. But I think on reflection, it was more just, he was just saying, you know, I don't love you, essentially there, which which is probably how she took it. So, yeah, I, look, it wasn't massive drama or hugely entertaining. I just thought it was odd. Mm. I think so. I think so. I mean, we're going to go into we're going to go into the reunion and it looks like, you know, Matt is at it again. However, he might have picked the wrong fight because I'm sure it looks like he's having a pop at Sophie. So I, don't, I, 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 I want to know, I really want to watch you now, Dave, and we've got away a whole weekend, but I'm, I know. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> he, he's just got this weird thing, Matt, that he, 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 he loves, I, I called out Thomas, you know, and oh, by the way, we've had an email, Dave, as well. Someone supporting my views yeah. on the Thomas situation, uh, which I probably didn't articulate very well in the last episode, but uh, you know, Thomas would storm off. Any criticism, Thomas, he's gone. You know, he had a pop at Sophie, all that other stuff, and he kept doing that all the time. Gone, gone, gone. I'm not listening to this. Fuck off. You know, I don't like you and all this. Matt's the same in the respect of as soon as someone asked him a question, as you mentioned, Shanita, before, she did nothing wrong. She just said, do you think you would have done it differently? Well, I don't value your opinion. What's got to do with you? He just can't take any criticism. So I, I cannot wait for this reunion because I hope Jonathan, if he's serious about Sophie, doesn't fucking bottle it and think, oh, Matt's going to fucking do me in here or something if we have a go at him. He's me gym buddy and all this because apparently there's proper gym buddy stuff and everything. Mm. Uh, I, I wanted to see, and I want Matt, and I want for once after 28 episodes, the experts have been absolute shit on toast. I want them to actually earn my respect back and stand up for the good people in there and actually put Matt to task, and they're not going to do it. I fucking know they're not. Paul's just going to be there all chilled out going, oh, it's great, love conquers all, man. And fucking Charlene's going to be like, yeah, mate, you know, and all this shit. And Charlene's just going to be like, I don't know what's going on. Would you like another dildo? <laughs> just just say that in your bedroom. It's fucking nonsense. I can- <laughs> Fucking on fire there with the impressions. You, you sent me off with the poor one. I thought you followed him with a, a two and a three. My word. <laughs> but <laughs> to say, I, I do kind of agree with you about the respect for the experts because I, I, I don't think they've really offered a lot. I still think that, you know, no one's come close to John giving, you know, Carolina and Daniel a good roasting at the end of the last Aussie series. No one's come close to just holding people accountable. So, yeah, it's just like, oh, you did the shitty thing. Oh, but look how in love you are. Isn't that great? And it's just, yeah, I, I, I would love to see them do something like that in the reunion. But I have to say, Chris, as dull as I thought these two episodes were, and they were fairly predictable, no real surprises. It's not like, you know, again, in the last Aussie season, you had the um, the guy who just stormed off, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't take any criticism either. Um, but, yeah, it has got me wishing the bloody weekend away now because I cannot <laughs> wait for this reunion. It's all going to go off. Oh, fucking brilliant. Mate, you know I love it. It's been a great journey with you again going through this whole series. And massive, massive thank you. But I just want to read this email, Dave. It's, it's the final email. Uh, well, it might not be, but it's, it's one that we've not had for, one for a couple of weeks. So I thought it was quite nice. And for once, someone's sticking up for me, Dave. Not 
digging me out, sticking up for me. <laughs> so it says, clarification, hopefully. This one's from Wesley. So thanks to this, Wes. It says, hi, guys. Just a quick email about Chris's point on yesterday's discussion surrounding what Thomas actually said in the final dinner party. It's not what he said, but it's what he didn't say. He said something like, I'm not going to talk about who I think is fake as it's the, the final dinner party. I'm going to talk about who I think is genuine. He then proceeds to praise Jordan's relationship with Zoe. Uh, sorry. Praise Jordan's relationship and Zoe's. That obviously meant that without saying it, everyone else was fake. That's why Jonathan kicks off the arguments and the argument started. Love the fact that Adrian stood up to Big Ball's mat and there was nothing Matt could do about it. The man is an absolute dog shite. Just thought I'd help you out there, Chris, as I know Dave didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. Anyway, <laughs> I'm off to watch the boring finale, Wes. So thank you for that, Wes. I do appreciate that. I, I still think the point you were making about, I, I think it was the things that Thomas says are out of order. I, yeah. I think was the yeah, point that yeah. you were making. Yeah. Whereas... The way I saw it was, it was expert, the way he delivered that. Because we've seen throughout the season, and like I say, he's come out himself and said, you know, I I know that there's things I need to work on myself. There's times when he's been way out of line, you know, and, and the way he's spoken to people and what have you. But in that moment, to praise the couples that he likes and, you know, leave everyone else out, I thought was expert. I thought that was devious as fuck. And, uh, you know, you couldn't accuse him there of saying, you know, well, the way he says things to people, you know, it's bang out of order. Because in that context, he didn't say anything. And the, the email's right. It's what he didn't say. Yeah, he was having a go. But, you know, I think the, the thing from Jonathan, you know, the accusation from him was, you know, the things that you've been saying have affected our relationship. No, you yeah. tit. The things that you've been you saying said, yeah, have been yeah, highlighted yeah. by him, you know, and uh, I think that's why I just think it, it all got a bit muddled up. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Dave, at least someone understood, didn't it? Yeah, it did, and someone understood <laughs> me for a change. So maybe Wes should be presenting this one with you, Dave. But no, very, very good. Thank you, Wes. So massive thank you to everyone, as always, guys. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast. Please go to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast, and join the fun over there. And we just talk about all things reality, which is really good. Uh, if you want to support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. We do appreciate everyone who supported us past and present. And today's roll call of honor before we get into the finales is Lucky Lily Green, Lauren. Say that again, Dave. I, I got my words all mixed up there. Lucky Lulu Green's <laughs> going to get a mention twice. Have these Lauren. So, Kenga Starson, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Hannah, Dee Katie, Libby, Joanna, Amy, Jacqueline, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Annabeth, Kate, Megan, and Cassie. So, thank you so much, guys. It's honestly, it's unbelievable. And as you can tell, I still can't do that without taking a breath. There's that many of you. So, it's so lovely to have so many people supporting the show. No, it's absolutely brilliant, mate. And I think you do a sterling job with that, by the way. I don't think I could get by with just, just the one breath break in the middle. But, um, yeah, so, again, I'm going to try, Chris, not to wish the weekend away. But, as I said before, I cannot bloody wait for this reunion. And, you know, we can do the old, uh, you know, where are they now kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun, won't it, next yeah. week? <laughs> oh, yes. I'll be doing my research. Don't you worry. 
Awesome. So thank you very much, sir. It's been fun once more. And thanks to everyone out there for listening. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.